21.36, that's the time here on SAFM Viewpoint. We have all of 10 minutes left of the Viewpoint this week. Imagine, and it's been such a great show, such a great day, even one of our listeners. I enjoyed the first hour of the show with Dr. Tandu and his guests. It's like he's been doing this for years. Great show, Songezo. Keep it up. I also note that the gentleman is not saying anything about the second hour, the second part of the show, where I am the moderator. So perhaps if the listener is still listening, you want to send a follow-up message just confirming that the first hour is as good as the second hour. Come on, I mean, the good old Prof. Mark, said she enjoyed this conversation. Hey, we try our best. Your producers keep keep coming up with these guests and conversations. Are, I'll always take the time to say I am always indebted to the production team for making sure that we are able to engage these persons about these topics. It's never me, always them. 2137, and here's another great guest, Head of Business Development at Legal Interact, Ms. Leah Mulatzedi. Although spelt L-I, Mulatzedi, we must get to grips with African languages and their beauty. This segment, of course, is the hashtag community builder and... Leah Mulatzedi is in the space of supporting women legal tech entrepreneurs. According to research now, men continue to dominate the legal profession, obviously, particularly in specialized areas of the law, including intellectual property law, construction law, and technology and communications law. In South Africa, women make up more than 50% of law graduates, law school graduates. However, they make up only 40% of all lawyers, including advocates and attorneys. We discussed the challenges faced by female attorneys working especially in the field of tech law and the work our guest does in the sector, the accelerator funding open for legal tech entrepreneurs and the value of mentoring with our guest, Leah Molatsedi, who is a tech lawyer. Leah, fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And you are absolutely a groundbreaker because it's true. Men dominate the profession, not necessarily because they are any better than the female, but I think the profession just doesn't allow at least in the traditional sense, women to really develop attraction, especially if you want to be an advocate, if you want to hiding to nothing, if you want to start a family. These are the sorts of things that simply do not allow women in the profession to have long-lasting careers without being interrupted by things which will never, unfortunately, interrupt men. So technology, as always, can be a game-changer. How do you propose that will be? Talk to us, please, Leah. Thank you so much for making the time. And just for correction, so... I'm not a tech lawyer. I'm a legal technology and innovation specialist. So the tech law side focuses on law around technology. So the regulatory aspects of it around policies, data, cybersecurity, and so forth. Whereas what I do is focus on technology that helps lawyers do better. So the systems that they use, the innovations um, behind how they do what they do from a systems and processes perspective. So I'm on the operational side of it, even though I'm a lawyer too. No, sure. Of course you're a lawyer and you know exactly where the weak points are, where the opportunities really are, particularly for women. Perhaps you should talk to us about the work that you do and focusing on how technology in law can be not necessarily a game changer, but certainly a leveler in the profession of law, particularly to bring more women into the mix and to somewhat offer some kinds of protections which, absent the technology that's available, just keeps them vulnerable and keeps dishing out these statistics that although women will go to school and graduate, they seldom Mm. can stay in the profession for a whole host of reasons. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm a typical uh, example of those types who graduated 
went into practice. I was a mom. Um, it wasn't constructive for me, so I left. And I decided to do something outside, and that's where I fell in love and met technology. And technology is not only a game changer for you as a legal professional in terms of opening up your space. So, for example, when I started, um, I, it was a legal tech startup. I was in Bloemfontein, but I had access to clients across the country. And that is what technology is able to do. Whereas if you're looking into the traditional space, brick and mortar type of mm. um, approaches to it, you know, there's certain structural barriers around how to get around it. But then it's also a game changer for people, for them in order to actually get access to legal services. Because not a lot of people actually understand the benefits. The fact that when you implement tech, you fast track the processes that lawyers follow, decrease costs, and then you actually are able to help more people at a faster rate. That's what some might say is indeed a great benefit, but how do you respond to the anxiety that people might feel about getting legal assistance without necessarily meeting their legal representative? Because a lot of the people from time to time, Mm -hmm. at least in my experience, just the traditional way of being in front of a lawyer and engaging all the senses as you receive Mm -hmm. the legal advice People tend to feel better. They get the sense that the service is better, rightly or wrongly. They just have that sense. How might you then use your position as a legal technology and innovation specialist to allay the anxiety around the non-presence of your counsel, your advisor before you, as not necessarily in itself a lesser mm-hmm. service? I think the way that I view it is the same way You know, when you look at the medical industry, um, with virtual consultations, when you look at the fintech space, I mean, which is in a very highly regulated um, industry, just like, um, you know, the legal industry. So for me, the biggest part of my work over the past five years has not only been actually doing the work, but advocating for it. So it's around educating not only the legal profession, but also people, literally, that, hey, um, you know, just because you don't meet a lawyer face to face, it really does not mean that you know you cannot trust them. And there are also other avenues that you can seek in terms of verifying whether you're actually speaking to a real lawyer or not. Because I think you know that's also one of the other concerns, considering you know um, the way that South Africa is shaped. But that goes a lot with a lot of education. That's why I teach at the University of Cape Town too, and I wrote a book around this particular subject um, for the industry itself. So there's a lot of education that needs to go around, both to general people, the public, and also the legal industry, because they also fear tech in terms of, so how will I, how that go with the um, hourly business, um, hourly billing model, you know? mm, mm. Um, that interferes. So if you're telling me that if I use tech and I can draft a contract within two hours, whether um, whereas the traditional route said I can take a whole day to draft a contract with my money. But here's the thing. If you're doing it quicker, you can get in more people that's actually increasing your impact, which for me at my core, what I believe and why I went into law wasn't for the fancy stuff, is to actually unlock change and create impact. And for me, technology and innovation and changing systems, challenging the system, decentralizing the legal system, for me, 
has been one of the most effective ways that I've found that could, I can actually change. It's also an access to justice matter, isn't it? I mean, the fact it that is, traditionally, cool. the mm-hmm. traditional legal way of doing things has just become continuous for certainly those who use it, exorbitantly high and therefore inaccessible. Technology, as with many things, offers opportunity as it does destructive opportunity, but opportunity nonetheless. In this instance, if used responsibly and certainly to give a constitutional injunction some effect, right of Mm. access to justice, this is something to be embraced. Final comment? Uh, You're absolutely correct. I mean, even when you look at the Legal um, Practice um, Act, you know, one of its core preambles is around actually unlocking access to justice. And that's why my call, you know, whenever I speak about these things, it's not only a LEA project or legal tech entrepreneurs or legal tech suppliers. It's a call to the entire community, a legal profession, even in terms of the framework, the LPC itself. But hey, why not actually make it mandatory for lawyers to get training on tech for them to become tech competent? Good luck. Because the other fear, <laughs> it's not necessarily that it's going to cut their fees. It's mm. just that they're not well-versed in terms of tech. The same obligation that is required of lawyers in order to be abreast with the latest laws, why not make it mm. ob- uh, an obligation for them to be well-versed with tech so that they can actually help their clients faster and quicker? You certainly you know, drive a good point on that. It's consideration for me. Very you know, much. Seriously, I take it. Because you, are, as a lawyer, if you're not competent technologically, you are also standing in the way of effectively helping a client. And efficiently helping a client. You're and absolutely right. I mean, I had, and con- well, the, he was then my employer, and he's now a good friend, but I absolutely can tell you for free, he doesn't know how to send an email. You send him an email, it gets printed, he reads it, he dictates yeah. the reply or writes the reply on a piece of paper, which is then sent to his secretary, who then replies. Just think about mm-hmm. the time that that takes. Forget everything else. And we know in law, time is what? Say it. Money. Exactly. <laughs> but final comment. Let's talk about the accelerator funding. I mean, I beg your pardon. I'm only asking this so late in the day. Uh, calling legal tech companies and startups on a mission to close the justice gap in line with the last comment. This accelerator funding. Can you... Sp- and some time talking about that, even a minute? Absolutely, absolutely looking forward to it. So I sit as one of the mentors for the women who, are, who will eventually become accepted into the, into the cohort. So it's focused on women who are focused in the legal tech industry. So it's really um, lawyers or entrepreneurs that are making um, legal tech solutions. So anything that solves access to justice, anything that speaks to making what lawyers do um, quicker and faster, um, and they can still apply. Applications close in November, so they'll get access to funding. There are three spots. The highest uh, non-equity funding available is about 100K. Then the second is 50,000, and then the third is uh, 20,000. So I think that goes a long way beyond um, you know, just us shouting, hey, women empowerment, hey, mm. uh, hey, women's month, let's share the light. It's, hey, we're actually backing you. Sure. Um, and by the way, we're also going to mentor you, give you experts. And this is actually also across the continent because legal technology, what I love about it, it's not so limited um, in terms of our normal law. It's across the board. So it's an open call, not only in terms of in South Africa, but also on the continent. It's the first of its kind type of accelerator that's solely focused on this niche market and specifically for women because 
um, whether we like it or not, in tech, in law, mm. we're still underrepresented. So, so for me, uh, I mean, I absolutely love it. It's important. Um, oh, and they also get uh, business coaching. Fantastic. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to follow up on this because I think there might even be room and space for you to actually drop a nice long voice note so that we can obviously play that again so that we don't miss the opportunity for those who are, for whatever reason, not tuned in this evening. But for now, let's call it quits. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Okay. Leah Molatsedi, Head of Business Development at Legal Interact. And she is, of course, as you would have heard, a legal technology and innovation specialist. She has a master's in this stuff as well. So best believe when she speaks, she's on the money. Good night.